Christ. Amen. All right. Um, we understand that the key that the Lord has given to us for the year 2023 is the key of um, meditation in the Word of God, and that's the key to our flourishing. Praise God. And um, so what God is saying to us in essence is that we ought to give attention to the word. So giving attention to God's word. In other words, making God's word our priority. Making the word our priority. Our priority. So the importance of God's word cannot be overemphasized. So I want to talk to you today on the importance of God's word. The importance of the word of God. Can we say that together? The importance of the word. Louder, louder. They are hearing you all over the world. Come on, louder. <laughs> Amen. You can do better. GLT Lecky, come on now. Glory to God. Okay, so let's look in God's word at the importance of God's word. How important is the word of God? How important is the word of God? So, um, we start by saying that everything in God's kingdom revolves around the word. Everything. Everything in God's kingdom into which we have come revolves around the word of God. In John chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was with God in the beginning. All things were made by him, and there was nothing that was made that was made without the word of God. So the word of God is actually the maker of all things. So all things emanated from the word. All things were made by the word of God. And all things are being made by the word of God. So the word of God is the maker of all things. And the word of God makes all things. So creator and giving significance and meaning to all things. Praise God. All right. I believe you understand that, right? So the word of God is the creator of all things and the word makes all things, gives value, significance, importance to all things. The word. The word of God. So the word of God is the hub and chassis or structure of everything in God's kingdom. That is the skeleton, the framework, the structure of everything in the kingdom of God. The word. Come on, say the word. I can't hear you. Say the word. All right. So that means that without the word, we can do nothing. Because everything was made by the word and everything revolves around the word of God. The word is the pivot about which everything rotates. The word is the fulcrum, the pivot. The word is the hub. The word is the structure, the skeleton on which everything is formed. The word of God has become the foundation of life. The foundation of existence. The foundation of making 
fulfillment hallelujah without the word there is no fulfillment praise god so the word of god is so 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 important that it cannot be overemphasized the word of god cannot be brushed aside or relegated to the background because the word is the importance and significance of life life is nothing without the word the word is what makes life worth the living worth what it is and ought to be the word now when we talk about the word of god we're talking about the thoughts of god we're talking about the mind of god we're talking about the sum total of god's ideology god's philosophy god's psychology god's way of saying things and doing things and way of making things the word of god so the word of god is the sum total of god's thoughts everything god had ever thought about before the foundation of the world and that he thought about and of during the course of the creation of the world and that he will yet think about from this day onward and forever is encapsulated in what is called the logos of god which is the word of god the sum total of god's thoughts god's plan god's wisdom god's strategy god's um culture God's notion, God's mindset, praise God. It is called the Word. Everything is encapsulated in the Word of God. So God's Word is God's thoughts. Isaiah 55, okay, 8 to 9. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways. Your, my, my, your ways, my ways, say the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So the thoughts of God are higher than the thoughts of men. And so the word of God is actually the thoughts, the sum total of the thoughts of God. Amen. And that is higher than common sense. Can someone say amen to that? It's higher. And that's the word of God. So the word of God is God's way of doing things. The word of God is God's culture, God's way of life, God's lifestyle. The word of God is the will of God. What God has made as his own choices, the choices of God, amen, the preferences of God, glory to God, amen, it's called the word of God, the will of God is the word of God and the word of God is the will of God, so the word of God is the will of God, the word of God is God's light, amen, God's light. You know, the Bible tells us clearly in um, Psalm 36 and verse 9, I believe. Check it quickly. Yeah, for with thee is the fountain of what? Life. And in thy light shall we see light. So in the light of God, we see light. So the light, there's such a thing called the light of God, thy light. Thy light. So God's word is God's light. 
God sees by his light. Can someone say amen to that? Yeah. So there's the light of God. Apart from the light that natural men uh, walk by or live by. The word of God is the light of God. The light of God. Amen. In First John 1, 7. Look at it. First John 1, 7. It says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light. So God is in the light and he walks in the light. Glory to God. Amen. We have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ's son cleanseth us from all sin. So the word of God is the light of God. Hallelujah. That's the light of God. And God is in the light. He lives by that light, the light of his word. The light of God's word. So God's word is God's understanding, God's paradigm. The word of God is God's understanding, God's paradigm. The word of God is God's education. It is God's education. That is God's reasoning. Praise God. The reasoning of God. The word. The word. So God has his own value system. The word is God's value system. What you value is your value. Glory to God. So how do I know your value? Check your life. What are the things you value? Praise God. That's your value. Amen. So the word of God is God's value. It is God's value system. In 1 John 5 and verse 20, the word of God declares that, And we know that the Son of God is come and had given us what? An understanding that we should know him that is true and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. So the Son of God came down all the way from heaven and he came to give us what? An understanding. God's understanding. He came to give us an understanding. And that understanding is called the word. Come and say the word. All right. So God's word is God's understanding. God's word is the understanding of God. Amen. So if you want to fellowship with God and want to come to terms with God regarding his understanding, we have to come to the word. Without coming to the word, you cannot cook up or think up what God would think about any matter. You have to go to the word and when you come to God's word you find God's thought about that matter. So God's word is God's understanding of life. And you know people are highly opinionated in these last days. Praise God. People have opinions. And one thing about opinions, opinions don't really last. When your opinions are challenged, you give them up for better, higher, and stronger opinions. Praise God. It is better to live by conviction than to have an opinion. Amen. So with me, I think, for me, I think, all right, I believe that a man should marry a man because the word, a woman, rather, because the word of God says, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become what? One flesh. It is not Adam and Steve, it is Adam and Eve. Can someone say amen to that? Uh-huh. It is not Eve and Evelyn. It is what? Adam and what? Eve. 
So, well, I don't really know, but you know, sometimes we just have to let people be and just give them that opportunity to just be free, you know, freedom of expression. Amen? That's an opinion. Now, are you living by an opinion or you are living by the word of God? Ask your neighbor. Come on now. Are you living by an opinion or you are living by the word? Uh They said, I think, I suppose. All right. Those things are what? Opinions. They are opinions. Glory to God. They are what? Opinions. I believe because the word says... Okay, you quote the word, and that's what you are living by. Today, that's what you are living by. If you go to America, you can see the way people are changing their mindset in America. The people that were raised here in the faith, they are now believing trash over there. The culture of the kingdom is being eroded away by the culture of democracy. The kingdom of God is not a democracy. I believe you know that. We're in a democracy in the physical government we are in here, in this world. But though we're in this world, we are not of the world. Can someone say amen to that? We run kingdom, spiritually. In kingdom, opinions don't count. Convictions do. Amen? You believe the constitution of your kingdom. Which is the word of God. Can someone say amen to that? Uh-huh. Not, you know, I think, I think. Don't think. Believe something. With your life, believe something. Glory to God. You know, once upon a time, some people used to believe in the place of a pastor. In the life of the believer. Now they're in America, and somehow there's no church around. Okay? I mean... Geographically, so they watch different pastors online. Praise God, amen. So they, they now believe that you can have an online church, you don't have to be physically present in any church. Praise God, and then you have online brethren, you have online Jesus, glory to God, online Holy Ghost, hallelujah, online laying on of hands, online fellowship with the brethren. Everything is done on Zoom. And you you are fast being zoomed off track. Amen. Praise God. And you now say, what's the place of a pastor? You say, well, in the New Testament, everybody, you are meant to pastor your own life, your own family. You don't need a pastor. Amen. Is that what the word of God teaches? When Jesus Christ ascended up on high, come on now, he led captivity captives and he gave gifts unto men. To some he gave to be what? Apostles and some what? Prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Come on now. For the perfecting of the saints. So can the saints be perfected without ministry gifts? No. Not ministry gifts online alone. Thank God for teaching online. Can someone say amen to that? You need a church. You need a pastor that is physically present with you in your church, your local assembly. Amen. Sometimes you just wonder whether America or the United Kingdom is heaven. So what if you get to heaven? Or what will happen? You will change your belief system. If geography can change what you believe, you never had a conviction. You only had an opinion. Amen. Are we together here? 
So you must have that longing for conviction. You must have a strong longing for conviction that is based on the word of God. Can someone say amen to that? That must be your conviction. You, you found it on the word. You premise your conviction on God's word. You, you lay to rest on the word. That's, that's, that's what the Bible teaches. Not, uh, I think this today, I think that tomorrow. And I, you're thinking everything, every hour, every moment. Your mind is changing, and then you tell them that you are evolving. So you believe in evolution. Hey man, don't evolve. Just be the man that you are in Christ. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Christians don't evolve, we transform. Mm-hmm. Transformation is not evolution. They are two different things. Are we together? Uh Sometimes we believe more in the parlance out there in the world. So they give us the marketplace parlance. And then when we come to church and we are teaching God's word, instead of teaching God's word, engaging the parlance of scriptures, amen, we start speaking in the parlance of the marketplace. So somehow, people get to understand Christianity from the marketplace, not from kingdom. Amen? I'm telling you. When Jesus came and began to teach kingdom, the people of his day were surprised. They were blown away. He said, you have learnt this this way. You have heard, you have been taught that this is how it should go. But I say unto you, but I say unto you, but I say unto you, but I say unto but contrary to what you have learnt. Amen? Come on, are we together here? So the word, the word of God is the is the sanity of the believer. The word of God is the alignment of the believer. It is the what? Alignment of the believer. Without the word, we are misaligned. The word of God keeps us sane, without which we are insane. There is dignified insanity, there's technical insanity. All right, there's insanity in suit. There's insanity in high places. There's insanity in in schools. Praise God. But you see, when you start studying the word, the word of God will say, that's not the way to live. This is the way to live. Can someone say amen to that? The word. Tap your neighbor, say you need the word. All right. Come on now, tap your neighbor, say you need the word. All right. And if an opinion or a mindset lingers for too long, hear this, children of God, okay? Somehow, if you're not careful, it becomes the norm. You, you take your reference from it without knowing it. Feel like that's the norm. And you hear people say it in their local language that the world does it. You know that that's what they do in the world now. That's the norm now. Is that the Bible? What is the norm? There is no norm without the normal. Amen? So we go back to the origin. We go back to God's reference and say this is the norm. Not what they give us as the norm. Amen? 
Do you see how they give names to generations now? And they tell you that this is their characteristics. All right? Even people who are growing in that generation, growing up in that generation, who don't have such characteristics, tend to copy those characteristics because that is what they said this generation behaves like. They say it's Gen Z. Who, who named it? Is that in the Bible? We have fathers, we have young men and little children. That's the nomenclature of God. Uh, you know what I'm saying here? So one is Gen Z. So they tell you for Gen Z that this is how you must behave. If you wear trousers, you must tear it somewhere. And they feel like, ah, that's... Who, who epitomized that? Where did you learn it from? No, sometimes you just wonder. The things we copy and we take pride in. Amen? If Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the ancient of days comes and then he says what times are you living in amen so if i wear some let me give you an example somebody comes now they say the person is celebrity and then he now puts his trousers like this to this point and he tears it to this point they say that's the way you dress now amen and people say ah, your trouser must not touch ground anymore that's the norm can you imagine an unbeliever will never become your norm so some people are not saying amen somebody that has the devil sitting on his head will not become your norm amen someone says well it's gen z all right who named the generation question who named the generation christians And the power of nomenclature is given to man. We will let the world be naming everything for us. And they will carry their parlance and nomenclature and carry it over. Carry over. Word for word. We swallow it hook, line, and sinker. We just bring it, bam, and say, that's our own nomenclature. Where? How? Amen? There are children that are raised in this generation. They call them Gen Z and all that, whatever. Or the, what's the next one they called? The Alpha Generation. <laughs> so the truth is, let me tell you something. Okay, even in the Gen Z generation, you see people who are worded, and they have the wisdom of elders. They are well taught. They understand body language. They are not rash. Amen. In that same generation. So what is the Gen Z about them? Come on, are we together here? So someone may come and say, ah, pastor is old school. If Jesus were here, you would call him old school. I'm telling you, you. Some Christians will say, Jesus, go back to heaven. What are you doing here? All right, leave us alone. Let us do, live in our generation. You are old school. Do you know Jesus is old school in this generation? If he appears to you today, still his old robe that he will be wearing of a priest. Can someone say amen to that? Uh-huh. So are you making your own choices or they are making them for you? And what is the rationale behind your choices? 
all right why and how are you making your choices what is informing your choices you have to know it understand it because if you don't understand what is informing your choices somehow very subtly okay in a subtle way social media is informing our choices we are getting to believe certain things in certain ways because we can see them all around us instead of believing the word as it is in god's word that ancient word ageless Amen. From time immemorial to eternity, from eternity to eternity, the word of God remains, come on now, the same. It won't change. Glory to God. You see, we have to have the mindset of the word. Let them call you old school. You're a word person. Can someone say amen to that? What to the call? Amen. It will surprise you when you get to heaven that it's not a computer God will open. Books will be before him. It's book. God will still be flipping. It will be very fast, but it's still a book. Amen. Are you following what I'm saying here? I'm telling you the truth. It is not a computer of life. It is the book of life. <laughs> So I tell people, be careful who is giving you a name. Who is christening you? Who is christening you? They say this this is your generation and this is how you must behave. These are the characteristics of the Gen Z. All right? (laughs) Amen? Look at all the characteristics. If they don't tally with the word, pull out from that generation. Amen? You cannot generate without belonging in the generation of Christ. You have to belong in the generation of the word. You minister to Gen Z, but understand that, look, your paradigm is different. Are we together? Uh If you have their paradigm, you cannot minister to them. You must have a kingdom paradigm, and then come down to their level to lift them up to that kingdom mindset. Can someone say amen to that? You cannot have their own mindset and live like them, talk like them, live in their midst without you know, becoming like them. You have to have a different mindset, a different paradigm entirely. Can someone say amen to that? Yeah, that's, that's it. Glory to God. Um, I was asking myself, has God changed the standards because it's a new generation? We got lower standard for Gen Z. When it comes to carrying the anointing, we got lower its consecration for Gen Z. Uh, look at you. You look at my so you say hey, it's Gen Z. You're counting yourself out, disqualifying yourself from the, the anointing, carrying the power of God. You say it's Gen Z. So everything goes. No standard. God still has standards, right? <laughs> Which one is um, no standard? Amen. And that's why we're asking, all right, where's the God of Abraham and of Isaac and Jacob? Where, Where are Abraham's and Isaac and Jacob? Before we can even ask to see their God. Amen. Where are the Abrahams that built an altar everywhere it went? Not a bear parlor. Amen? Amen. That's what we're talking about. 
And God is not going to lower that just because it's a new generation. He will call you up. Come up hither. God never called anybody. He said, come down. Let me speak with you. No, no, no. Come up hither. He will stand where he remains and where he stands. And he will say, come up. If you want to hear me, you better come up. Amen. So this is this is important. We need to get back to the word. Thank God for nomenclature and all that. We understand what is obtained or obtainable out there. But the truth is, understand where we are talking from, where we are thinking from. Catch the paradigm of heaven. Catch the mindset of heaven. God told me. I just left campus. I was praying. And he said, son, do you want me to use you? I said, yes, sir. He said, if you want me to use you, you will come to that place where you are consecrated to me totally and completely. Amen. I said, what do you mean by that? And then he started spelling out his standard. All right. Glory to God. It is only when God brought grace to people that he came down to their level. But when God would raise men and take them into destiny, he didn't come down to their level. He called them up to his level. Amen. So grace came down to our level to bring us up to God's level. Can someone say amen to that? For the grace of God that brings salvation to all men has appeared to all men. Right? Teaching us that denying our godliness and every worldly loss, we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world. Amen. Go on, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So the grace came to our level to bring us up to God's level. Can someone say amen to that? Learn the word. Amen. There was a young man one time, my wife was there as a witness, all right, who was pastoring a fellowship on campus. So he was tripudating. There were three ladies in his fellowship that he was playing around. So one of them came and heard God's word in GLT and was convicted and she felt she was not interested in that anymore. So she opened up to my wife and my wife called me and said, this is the situation and you need to call this young man. Being, you know, the former UJCM coordinator, they respect you, they they will obey you. I said, okay. So I sent for him. So he came. So I said, you know God loves you and he wants the best for you. All right. But understand that this is not the Bible. Amen. How many women did God make for Adam? You know, God could have pulled out five ribs. True. (laughs) But he pulled out one. A rib. A rib. One of his ribs. Just one. Amen. So I said, this is not God's order. All right. Make amends and all that. He said, oh, 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 everybody's judging me. They're judging me. I said, ah, this was back then. This was like um, uh, almost 10, 10 or 12 years ago, right? Uh-huh. 
So all this, you know, hyper-grace thing has started long before now. In fact, it's a recycling every 10 years. A recycling. You know, not when it went and then start counting another 10 years. It will come back again. Oh. I've seen, I've experienced two, two waves of hyper-grace. Amen. Two. <laughs> I've been around now for some time. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so he said, you are judging me. I said, come here, young man. I'm not judging you. I'm correcting you according to God's word. I just quoted scriptures. And he said, no, no. I said, I called my wife, darling. Are we judging him? He said, ah, you are judging me and all that. I won't see you again. I won't come near you again. All this judgmental spirit and religious spirit. I don't like judgmental spirit. I don't like religious spirit. I said, so what do you like? Amen. Do you know, as a medical student, graduated from school, went to serve and started sleeping around and lost the faith. He's no longer in the faith. Maybe he got converted yesterday. I can't tell. But up until the last time I learned, he had left the faith. Amen. Now, I want to ask this question. Is God going to lower his standard in judging Gen Z? All right. And in the generation of Enoch and Abraham, who worked with God, will say, hey, you know, he didn't have IT. He didn't have internet. And so, Stone Age judgment. And then, come on now, Jet Age judgment. No, 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 no. The standard of God standeth sure, having the seal. The Lord knoweth those that are His, and everyone that nameth the name of the Lord, let them depart from what? Iniqu- everyone. If you name the name of the Lord, your generation notwithstanding. Don't tell me it's Gen Z. And Jesus Christ will have mercy on Gen Z and say, I lower my standard for you. You are joking. Amen. It's simple. Glory to God. So get into the word. The word will give you that mindset that will preserve you in your generation. Can someone say amen to that? All right. In the generation of Noah, God found Noah faithful. Amen. In the generation of Lot, at least God, God found Lot and he preserved him. Praise God. In our generation, there are people God will find faithful. And that's you. If you believe it, say a bigger amen. Glory to God. If God's standard was one measure and one kind for one generation, another measure and another kind for another generation, would have said, well, it's going to be generational. Amen? But the standard of God, the foundation of God, stands sure, having the seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ, come on now, depart from iniquity. New Testament. So, where the mindset. Sometimes, you know, I see some things, I see some things. Do you know, these days, you know, the reaction we used to have in our generation to indecent dressing. We don't have that reaction anymore in this generation because somehow they've killed your sensitivity. It is now numb. If a woman dresses and the cleavage is flying out and all that, all right, and the skirt or trousers, whatever, you know, the skirt, is, she slits it to this point and all her laps coming out, somehow you feel like, ah, I love this contemporary babe. 
See you? Don't tell me the truth. Don't tell me. You feel like, see this contemporary. Like, you know, see contemporary babe. Alright? So, for us in our generation, lost is actually not um, a trigger. Alright? From the outside anymore. It is a trigger from the deposit that is already there within. Amen? Because it's a different generation. They tell you that's how they dress in America. Go and look at the Jews. Very successful Jews. They still dress decently. These are people that practice Judaism. Many of them are more intelligent than some people who are, you know, they are are wealthy. They have money. But you can see the decency there. Let all things, how many things? All things be done, come on now, decently and in what? Order. So, your decency, is it still sane? Is it still intact? No, it's a question. Amen. You know, those days, even before, you know, um, westernization came and all that, our fathers would tell <laughs> young ladies, come on, come on, go, go back home and dress well, right? They say if you give birth to a child, all right, you are the only one that will give birth to that child, but it's the community that will train the child for you. You're not the only one that would train the child. Praise God. Are you following what I'm saying here? <laughs> but today, you know, some things, you don't, some of us don't react to some things anymore. So I was watching the TV one day, all right, I wanted to see the news. And then I just saw something, I said, no, oh, what's that? Strange. Okay. Amen. So I was like, Pastor, Pastor is old school. <laughs> Pastor is old school. And when you, you need original Bunge grace that will change your life, you, you'll not be looking for Gen Z all around. People know how to go to camp, camp, redemption camp, and say, that Baba, you should just prophesy. That's Bunge grace. But when they have received the grace, they will now go and do Gen Z. If they now meet a problem that is facing Gen Zs, they now go to old school. Say, give me the old rugged cross. Give me the old rugged scriptures. The old rugged gospel. Hallelujah. My God. God. You see people fasting, praying. <laughs> people hardly do Gen Z on camp. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying in essence is this. Let them name whatever they want to name. Are you from what I'm saying here? But don't take your reference from them. Can someone say amen to that? Don't take it. Don't. So for our youth fellowship, all right, okay, we, we are doing the branding, the outlook and everything, but when they come in, they look and say, ah. They say, ah, precious emo. And I won't get it this place. So. <laughs> we thought it was, you know, uh, that you just come and then we say, we're praising God. Hey, and then in church, people are slapping, you know, all kinds of things. And it's like, now that's, I love that church. There's liberty there. No, I don't want a church where there's liberty. There must be liberty of the spirit. It's not liberty. Which one is liberty? It's liberty of, you must define the liberty. So 
So they come, they look at us the way we look, and like these people are contemporary. But when they come and I say, ah, ah, this is Ogbonge faith now. And Jesus is beating his chest. Like, huh? My blood is not in vain. You don't mean, you, I mean, Jesus Christ died for our sins. He didn't live for our sins. Amen? Amen. So you get the mindset of the word. And when you handle the mic and you're teaching, all right, you may be speaking, you know, in a contemporary manner. But the content is undeniably the word of God. Obunge. Correct. Can someone say amen to that? Yeah, that's the faith. Jesus, the Lord said, if I come back to the world, will I meet faith on earth? That's a challenge to us. Amen. So we have to get back to the word. 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 Can someone say amen to that? Get back to the word. Get back to the word. Get back to the word. And when you get back to the word, every mindset that is not of the word gives way to the word. Amen. It drops off. At the instance of God's word, that mindset drops off. We'll pick up a new mindset. We now have a different way of looking at things. Why? Because the word has become our paradigm. Can someone say amen to that? Turn to your neighbor and say, the word is my paradigm. I can't hear. Say, the word is my paradigm. Come on, say, the word is my paradigm. Amen. Somebody came one time, was telling me, said in America, in Australia, and all that, when it comes to technology to make things work, fine. When it comes to value, be careful what you copy. I'm telling you, be very careful what you copy. Amen. Amen. Uh Be careful what you copy. So I said, show me, show me in the word. Okay, said, well, it's not the Bible thing that we're talking about. It's just what the world do now. The world does rather now. That's what their, their life is, what they do. So I said, well, the truth is, let me tell you something. Okay? If the word of God says, this is how to live, and the world is saying, this is how to live, which do you go for? Amen. Glory to God. As Christians, the word of God has become our priority. The word of God has become our life. That is our preeminence. That's what we live by. Now let me let me show you some things here. Are, are you getting blessed? <laughs> you know the church is the ground and pillar of truth. Mm-hmm. If you come to church and you don't hear the truth, check where you are at. Amen. So, go to Colossians chapter number one quickly. Let's just start on this note. Colossians one, fifteen to eighteen. Quickly. 
Can we read together? One, two, three, let's go. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? Uh-huh. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, uh-huh. whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were made or created by him and for him. Amen. Go on. And he is before all things, and he is by him all things consist. Amen. Go on. And he is the head of all of the body, the church, who is the beginning and the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have what? Preeminence. In all things, who has preeminence? Come on now. Come on now. Jesus, the living word. The word of God made flesh. So what is preeminence? Who can tell me what preeminence is? Preeminence is what? Sovereignty. Preeminence is final authority. Preeminence is lordship. Amen? So the living word here has preeminence over all things. Preeminence. Glory to God. Now come to Hebrews chapter number 4. And let's read from verse 12. Amen. Can we read together? One, two, three, let's go. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even unto the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Go on. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do glory to God with whom we have to do so the word of God is our judge amen so as a Christian when Jesus Christ died and was raised from the dead and ascended up on high and then he sent the Holy Spirit and the church was born Jesus Christ became Lord over the church if you're born again you could not have been born again without confessing Jesus Christ as Lord of your life true Uh so Jesus Christ is Lord of the church today and how does Jesus Christ manifest his Lordship in our midst now the manifestation of the Lordship of Jesus Christ is actually the manifestation of the Lordship of the Word in the believer within the body of Christ and over the body of Christ and that manifestation of the Lordship of the Word of God is the same as the Lordship of Jesus Christ Amen. For Jesus Christ, the living word, became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So the lordship of Jesus Christ of the believer is the lordship of the word over the believer. Glory to God. Now this is how you know true Christians. True Christians don't argue with the word. True Christians submit to the authority of the word. Amen. 
you didn't hear me I said true Christians don't argue with the word they submit to the authority of the word of God in every matter the word of God is final authority to the Christian final 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 authority final I want us to pray I want us to pray and the prayer is simple Lord I give first place to your word first place to your word Lord I give first place to your word priority 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 to your word in the name of Jesus Christ go ahead and pray that prayer and say Lord I put your word first I put your word first in the name of Jesus Christ Manke Krotolo Brusha Katile Brahaya.